Okay, time for another dose of stock picks as we need a little upper before the bell here. NASDAQ trying to uh, stabilize near the lows of the day, down almost 2.5% right now. Burns McKinney is back with us, managing director and portfolio manager at NFJ Investment Group. Uh, hey, Burns, uh, give us some positive uh, outlook here and some companies that you like as we close up a pretty brutal day uh, for uh, bulls failing to really break out here in the stock market. Uh, one of the ones that stands out to me is DR Horton on your list. Home builders have gotten a little beat down, too. Is that going to change? Uh, we think that for long-term investors, there's definitely an opportunity there. I mean, this is, you know, as a value investor, you like to make contrarian plays. And in an environment in which uh, long-term mortgage rates have been really spiking over the last year, that's as contrarian as it gets. As you've seen, the 30-year mortgage rates go from you know 3% last year to over 4.5%. You know, that's really uh, caused the home builders to get hammered. And as a result, investors have valuation on their sides. Right now, a name like DR Horton, you can get for five times earnings. It's historically averaged about 12 times earnings. So you have a steep discount to itself, a steep discount to the S&P. You have a name that they demonstrated confidence last year in hiking the dividend by 12%. And you know, you've got, you know, Secular trends that do actually favor the home builders include the fact that really ever since 2008, you've seen uh, you know, far fewer homes built than you've seen household formations. And so you know, they really worked off supplies and, and inventories to historically low levels. And on a company specific level, in the case of, of D.H. Horton, they, D.R. Horton, I mean, they, um, you know, they've, they've been gaining market share over the last two decades. They've gone from 2% to 10% of the market, making them the largest builder, which, you know, in a world in which you have supply chain bottlenecks, that scale really gives you an advantage. So they've got that. They're located in great areas, places like, like the South, like Texas, like the, the West, where you have people moving. And really, I think another key is, is that they specialize in entry-level homes, which really positions them um, you know, there might be some near-term challenges, but for, again, investors looking out two, three, five years uh, really positions them well for a lot of the uh, millennials who are just getting into household formations. D.R. Horton went from 60 to 110 uh, during COVID. We've been having a conversation today about language from uh, different Fed officials. Today, uh, Brainerd, but uh, Powell has hinted before pretty clearly he's okay with market volatility. Is there a possibility, Burns, that the Fed would be willing to uh, depress housing prices as part of their uh, program, asset prices? Uh, are houses going to be susceptible if they really want to try and cut off the potential for uh, inflation and speculation in markets? Yeah, I, I, you know, really all risk assets are somewhat um, susceptible. I think the Fed, you know, in many ways, by getting behind the curve, has kind of you know, painted themselves into a corner whereby um, you know, the, a way of thinking of it, if you're driving down the highway and you know you have an exit to take going up, but you want to get past one more car to do it. And so the problem is you have to accelerate <laughs> and speed and then quickly slow down. And you have to slow down much more quickly than you would like to otherwise. And they've kind of put themselves in the position that because they've let inflation accelerate to a level that's, um, you know, that really is causing overall economic risk to the economy, that they're going to have to, to sort of tap the brakes and slow things down much more rapidly than they historically would. You know, typically, you know, it's that the Fed doesn't um, have a great historical track record for, um, you know, for, you know, really, you know, for creating soft landings. And that gets exacerbated when you have a world in which you have energy price shocks happening at the same time. That often acts as a de facto um, interest rate hike in and of itself. And so, 
um, you know, it's not just it's not just home builders or home prices, but really all risk assets. And so, you know, uh, the best way we can think of for investors to shelter themselves for that is you're going to expect to expect volatility in the markets. And you know, best I can tell, the best cushion for that is dividend paying stocks, companies that are paying dividends, companies that are raising dividends. Um, they tend to historically be less volatile than the market, and it's just simply it's it's just really just simply math. You know, if you expect to get all of your uh, you know, gains from capital gains, then will those go up? You know, they can go down as well. But companies don't pay negative dividends. You know, that portion of your expected return, that's guaranteed to be positive. And so if you can hang your hat on those, then it can help cushion the volatility that we do expect um, to be coming in the future months. Dividends, uh, what about buybacks in big banks that have uh, been over the last uh, couple of years as we've recovered from COVID, they've gotten a little bit more leniency from the Fed in terms of uh, how they can pay out to shareholders. Morgan Stanley is a company that you like, down 2.5% today. I think perhaps of all the sectors, banks have been one of the biggest disappointments here in the rising rate environment, Burns. What turns it around? You know, well, first of all, you hit the nail on the head. I think that in this environment, it's not just dividend payers or dividend growth, but you know, buybacks and really just kind of generating a total shareholder return is probably the highest quality place for investors to be. And you know, in looking for companies that are returning capital to shareholders, Morgan Stanley certainly fits the bill. And uh, you know, in this case, you know, you get your biggest boost, in fact, from the dividend side. But you know, last year, once they were given the the, the clearance, they doubled their dividend. We love seeing that sort of management's confidence uh, in the company, and it's a name that continues to slowly but surely re-rate upwards as they've made this transition from being uh, what had historically been a capital-intensive, more volatile you know, uh, trading-type concern to really just focusing more than anything on asset and wealth management, which is the type of business it's fee-based, it's less interest rate sensitive, which is something that should position themselves well among financials. And uh, because it's capital light, they've really increase their returns on invested capital. Hmm. Hey, Burns, we've got a, a little less than a minute, but the housing and bank trade, how interconnected are they? Uh, is a Morgan Stanley, to your point here, going to be separate from the kind of uh, uh, regional lending mortgage exposure? Or do you get some uh, potential difference uh, between uh, uh, you know Morgan Stanley versus regional bank? If you've got a bunch of housing stocks, uh, do the banks uh, diversify that, or do they ultimately kind of get tied to the same stuff? I think it's not an A or a B, but really you just kind of have to think of it from the perspective of just overall portfolio construction and trying to build a diversified portfolio for investors. You, know, you got to have, you know, just like on, on a on a football team, you know, some some players have to do the blocking and tackling, and you know, some throw the passes and try to score the touchdowns. And you know, these are names that you know because of that diversification, they uh, you know they should have uh, you know different impacts based on what happens in the macro economy. Typically speaking, a lot of the financials are probably going to be more likely to benefit as interest rates rise, whereas interest rates rising, that actually might be a, deter uh, a detriment to uh, you know, some of the, the home builders or you know, some of the, the, the real estate side. And so you know, as you have these push and pull forces, investors can really just focus on getting their overall um, alpha from just good old fashioned stock selection. Okay. Uh, Burns, always uh, nice to get your analysis, though I will say you've offended some punters and kickers in the room. Uh, you forgot one part of the football team there. <laughs> All right, uh, everybody plays a uh, role. Okay, thanks, Burns. Uh, a couple of picks here for thanks us. Thanks, Dollar. You got it. Uh, looking at DR Horton and Morgan Stanley. And uh, we saw a few others that uh, uh, Burns likes right now, including McDonald's. Staple that's looking pretty good right now.